Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning back into Melinda in Miami, where you learn to live your best sex life. This podcast is all about highlighting common sexual challenges, offering a new perspective and a few at-home tips. Today's show is all about relationships with large age gaps. We mostly see this in older men being attracted to younger women and younger women going for older men. On the show today, we have two guests, a woman who's dating a man 10 years older than she is and a man who's attracted to women half his age. A lot is being uncovered here today, guys, and people are speaking their raw truth. So before we bring on our guests, I want to disclose to my listeners and my clients that I'm actually married to a man that is 18 years older than I am. And that's a huge gap. So I've pretty much experienced it all from prejudice to people automatically assuming that I'm a gold digger or that I have daddy issues. I've also experienced really amazing responses of people saying, you guys are a really great match. But how did I even meet somebody that was 18 years older than I am? It what drew me to them. Well, my story is was we had friends in common. So we did meet on my husband's boat at the time. And I can imagine right now you're automatically going to the place of, oh, maybe she is a gold digger. But that's not the point of the story. <laughs> what happened was we just really connected through talking. And for me, who's a therapist, words are huge. Words are connection. Words are what build emotional safety. So for me, this was a huge turn on and it happened to be his as well. So we grew our relationship through talking. Society creates a lot of assumptions as why men would go for younger women and why women would go for older men. And you're going to hear my guests really solidify how strong these assumptions are and how at times they're very relevant. I want to bring up a, a few studies that have really looked into this age gap relationship thing. And they say that the study found out that men actually become more attractive and more valued in a woman's eye as they age. Because women are assuming that as a man ages, his career has advanced and therefore equaling a larger paycheck equaling security. And I just found that those studies were, were fascinating and I think can be very relevant. You know, here in Miami, I am Melinda in Miami, and personally, being married to somebody who's 18 years older, I don't feel out of place. It's something that's very common that I see. I mean, Miami's societal culture is thick. So when you think about what are some of these societal norms in Miami, well, there's a huge pressure to have a certain body type, to dress a certain way, to have the fancy fast car. And so this is also another societal norm. So when I go out, I also see other women who are with much older men, maybe married, maybe not. Um, But in my case, I am married. So, you know, it's really something that society is also very accepting here in Miami and I have to believe that maybe in other big cities it's also very accepted and I would love to hear from my audience about what your city's like how your city and the society that you grew up in would respond
My first guest is a 48-year-old man named Ty who lives on Miami Beach. He's habitually attracted to women who are half his age. So he's going to talk to us today about what draws him to these women, how it's going, and how he's dating in the age of corona. And we have disguised his voice to keep his anonymity. Hi, Ty. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited that you're here today. I'm so excited to hear your perspective on dating. Ty, what do you think attracts men to younger women? Um, well, you know, there's two kinds of guys. There are guys that are very insecure and the guys that are secure. So for the insecure guys, I think it's more like the trophy thing. Like, I want to look good. I want to have a young beautiful woman next to me, you know, when I walk into the restaurant and for the secure guy, which I consider myself, it's just really just getting a really nice piece of ass young, you know, obviously over 18 years old and, you know, physically they look better. You know, there are plenty of 40, 50 year old women that are really sexy, but they don't look 20. They don't look 25 and they don't look 30. Okay, so what what I'm hearing is, you know, first of all, I love that you bring up that we oftentimes look to other people to make us feel good about ourselves, right? So if I'm dating a super hot guy or girl, that makes me feel really good about myself. Yeah, you know what I kind of equate it to? It's kind of like a really amazing car. Like, I really, my dream is like, maybe like a Ferrari, but I don't really want it to look good in front of other people. That doesn't really interest me. I actually just want to sit in and look at it and just drive it. And it's kind of, it's kind of similar with a hot girl. Like some guys get the car because they kind of have to make up for maybe a big belly or, you know, they're just older. They're older and wealthy and they want to get back in the game. They're bald and you look better in an expensive shirt and an expensive car, right? Mm, okay, I, t- I, hear, I hear you. I think I think we all do that all the time, whether it's, it's for money. I, I hear it all the times in my sessions that we're looking like, to Instagram of how many likes I can get and how many followers I have. So we're seeing it in a lot of different areas. But you also made a comment to being really attracted to women who look younger, like women who look like they're in their 20s, women who are in their 20s. Right, you know, that could be an immaturity thing on my side too on some level because I do like, you know, I'm, I'm going to be 48 years old, but I still feel like I'm in my mid-20s on a lot of levels, which is not really normal. I'll acknowledge that. And that could have something to do with it. But, you know, it's, it's very physical. and But I'm equally attracted to older women also than that. But I would prefer. Now, there's also another reason that I'm also looking for a younger woman. Okay. Is eventually, I would like to have a kid, which sounds crazy. And I would rather have a kid with a younger woman than an older one for a lot of reasons. Can you? So what? how do you perceive younger women being better at having children? Uh, well, certainly, I'm not saying like a 21-year-old. I think the ideal age to have a child is between 28 and 30, for personally. That's a pretty small gap there. Pardon me? That's a pretty small gap. So what what happens for the women in between 20 and 30? No, I'm not saying, I'm just saying personally, I, I wish I would have had a kid by that age. I think that's a good window. And, and the reason why I say that is because if you look at the age difference between you and the child, it's, it's cool. You have a long life with them. You know, it's a long stretch. Opposed to me being a dad at 50, which maybe I will be, you know, by the time my kid's 20, I'm going to be 70. That kind of sucks. I'd rather be 50. But that's the way it is, you know, so it's kind of cool to be at that age. So I'd like to find a younger woman that could be there just in case I I go out, you know, as a mother and also health-wise, you know, autism and all that, 
if you're if you're having a child at an older age, that all increases a lot. And I, and it, it might sound selfish. I really would be I would be beyond sad, like any parent, to deal with that. Like it's just I just couldn't deal with it. You know. So these are things I think about. But I think they're important things to think about. If someone is thinking yeah, about having sure. a child, it is about how, what age is right for me. And I, I hear this, this is the age that's right for you. And I'm sure it's really right for our listeners out there too. I want to go back. You mentioned maturity. And the other woman that came on, her and her partner are about a decade apart. Like I said before, I'm 18 years apart from my husband. But I think maturity is a huge factor. I mean, in my instance, I've noticed that my husband is more immature and I think we meet in the middle and she was having a similar experience and you know we have these our chronological age of what we are but then we also have the age that we feel when we wake up in the morning so when you wake up in the morning what age do you feel or perceive yourself at I definitely feel like I'm in my mid-20s that's what he says too I mean, but I don't think that's normal either, by the way. And it, it, you know, it kind of makes sense for my life, though, because I am single and I have no kids. So, like, why wouldn't I? You know, it kind of makes sense. You know, right or wrong, normal or not normal. It's kind of my environment. The age we feel is huge for how we date somebody. But how do you think younger women view you? I think most younger women would not want to date a guy my age. I'm talking, like, early 20s. I, lo- I would love to date a college girl in college. Okay, and so Ty, how old are you? What can we share with yeah, the audience? How old are you? Right, I'm 48. So, I think most college girls would probably not want to date a 48 year old guy. Most would not. That doesn't mean none. You know, I, I have lots of success, but most of them know they'd rather date a guy. But I also look young for my age, and I think that's also kind of relevant. Mm-hmm. Like, and I like my whole aura is young. My energy. Like most guys our age, like Tien teen too. Tien looks very good for his age. He, who's skateboarding at our age? Not many guys. He says thank yeah, you. So, so, you know, if you if you look young, it also like I don't look twenty one. That's what I'm saying. But I don't look my age. Which so. is which is important, but. So, you know, you're saying, like, I'm 48, and, you know, someone in college may may or may not be attracted to me. How are you finding yeah. girls? Like, what is your best way to find chicks? It's always been old school, which is literally just seeing them outside somewhere at a supermarket, anywhere, and just going right up to them. Oh, so you're you're the the guy in the coffee shop, right? All the girls, we, have, we think the fairy tale begins with the coffee shop in Starbucks. Sometimes I don't, you know, I'm not successful online with younger girls because my age, because I'm honest with my age. But I know that I don't look my age. So when I walk down the street and I'm with my cute dog and I'm dressed, however I dress, useful too. Um, I know that my chances are much better, and so they could also steal my energy and and see me, you know. And also, I can relate to anyone, so that also helps out. Like some guys say, "How can you relate to a 22 year old?" Not a problem. We could talk all night. And then we're going to have some fun. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I could think of anything to talk about. We could talk all night. As long as I know what's going to happen at the end, we could, I can think of many things to talk about. Right. right. I think, and it'll be, I it'll be interesting, too. I'm sure I come out listening. We could talk. We could, I'm just going to sit there and we could talk and be friends. You said, so what's going to happen at the end of the night? What, what do you mean by that? The reason why I went there, because I was saying a lot of people say it's hard to relate to like a younger person. But I disagree. I think that 
it's very easy to relate to them, but it's also motivating because I, obviously our goal at the end of the night is to have fun. You know, I mean, that's, that's what we're there for, to be lovers, friends. I'm open to everything. I'm, I'm even open so to this, this is a sex show. <laughs> so I do want to go into that part. Have you noticed any difference, you know, in maybe courting a woman or having, having sex with a younger woman? I think the older women a lot of times are better. Oh. Yeah, definitely. There's definitely more sexual a lot of times. All right, so we're hearing that female sexuality grows with time. Okay, okay so see, you I'm know- talking like between 35 and 40, because there's plenty of women that look amazing at that age, like J-Lo. But, you know, they still look 40, but they're gorgeous. Everything, you know, but they're still 40. They don't look 25. It's just a difference. Mm-hmm. You know, a guy at 40 could, could still look younger. It's different. Look, with a girl, it's harder. There's so many things that got to be on. You know, as long as a guy is in relatively good shape and has hair on his head and no wrinkles, you know, they look young. They age well. You know, now I'm in Miami. You live in Miami. I really want to bring in how culture comes into this. Do you think Miami just breeds a culture of, you know, seeing it to be very common for a younger woman to be with an older man? I think, well, South Beach specifically, because of all the money, there's definitely going to be a lot of gold diggers. You know, young women, only with the guy because of the money. And a lot of those guys don't even sleep with the girls. They just, you know, take care of them. Big turn off. Big turn off. I don't off. like that. What I like to do is I'll take a gold digger, and by the time she asks me for something, I already got what I want. So I flip it back on them. And I've done it so many times. I wish I could document it. What do you What do you see happening? Well, like, for example, like, if I meet someone who is gorgeous, but she's totally a gold digger, and obviously I'm not going to give her anything, but I could squeeze one date out of her and, and, and have fun and have sex with her. And by the time she asks for a car or anything, I just won't call her back. So I'll just flip it on her. And how, how are the women reacting to that? How do they react? Yeah. You know, differently. Some get mad. Just, you know, I'll block them out. Sometimes you don't even know. So basically, you'll get like one or two out of them. And they, like, they, I've literally had women ask me for bicycles, for cars, to pay their rent. It's funny. Like, they don't even know you. So how often is, it, is this happening to you? No, that doesn't happen a lot to me because I don't meet a lot of those type. But you come across them. Those are the really gorgeous, non-escorts, gold diggers. Do you see that happen to other men as well in Miami? Does what happen? That the the women are dating them and very f- new into the relationship are asking for assets, finances. Yeah, you know, I can't speak for them, but I'm sure they are. Mm-hmm. Because they're asking me, and I, it, it, Damon, my brother, will meet like a Russian gold digger online, and literally before you even meet them, they're asking for things. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it, that's just the way it is. And do you let them know your thoughts back on that? Sometimes, sometimes I like, I actually prefer to play them out. Like I'd rather smash them in bed and then not call them back, you know, and not give them anything. Yeah. So that's a little retribution. They deserve it because I think they disrespect men the way they do it. So might as well flip it back on them. They're beautiful. Some of them are like top notch, tens, like dream girls, dream, dream girls. 
So we're seeing that this is definitely what you're experiencing in Miami. Younger women dating older men. And a big factor of that is women, you're seeing a lot of women looking for the money aspect and men looking for this youthful woman on their arm. Yeah, most of the guys in South Beach want to look like a rock star. They want to look like a rock star. If you have money, you could look like a rock star. You could get the girl with money, no problem. Get the car. You can go out to prime, you know, wherever you want to go. Maybe you can hire a bodyguard, too, to look like, you know, fake Donald Trump. I used to roll around New York with his guy. So tell us, to end this interview, how is your dating experience right now? Are you dating anyone? Are you in a relationship? What's your status? It is so frustrating because I've not been able to date for almost five months. And I don't know how I will date with Corona. It's like the new AIDS. It's airborne, man. That's what this is to me. Because I can't have sex. I can't meet girls. I'm at Publix. I see an ass as big as a house. And I have a mask on. And I can't even go up to her. And I really want to. I'm smelling my breath, which is horrendous. Like, you don't even realize how bad your breath is until you have that mask on. (laughs) <laughs> and it's just the most uncomfortable thing. You can't roll up. And it's just ridiculous. So it's, it's going to be a while. Oh, so my whole thing is I need, to, I need to meet a girl that can be quarantined and move in with me. That's the only way I could be intimate with someone. There's no other way. So that would mean you really push the relationship moving quickly forward. But are but you yeah, doing any Zoom scenario. things? But by the way, just to interject, yeah. there are women that will meet during this time period and date. I've had a few and I've showed a lot of strength. Oh, let's hear about that. They don't know if I have Corona. They don't know. It's crazy. So what is, what is dating looking like for you right now with coronavirus? You know, since March, like, what, what is it looking like? But what I am doing is, and what's interesting is I read this online with a lot of dating sites, I am still online more just trying to find some real wifey material type. You know, that maybe could be the baby mama. And... And basically just have conversation with them for a while. Can't hurt, right? Go back and forth. That's what they like. And and maybe months down the road, maybe it'll go down. Who knows? I mean, what else is going on? Not much. Do you, do you feel quarantine has moved you into desiring more of a committal, serious relationship? You know, I've always been open to that. Never been against it at all. Being faithful is another department. You know, that, that's, that's hard for me. So it has to be someone that, can change that but i'm open not a closed book i i hear i hear you going going for your dog um what else what else do you know during quarantine we're seeing that Pornhub is offering free oh, memberships it's, it's one of the most traffic sites so you know are are you experiencing or noticing a just a higher drive to the porn sites with quarantine Wait, hold back up what did you say about Pornhub? i didn't hear the beginning they're offering um, free memberships. Oh, you know, Pornhub is free anyway, though, just so you know. They do have a paid membership. Right, but I don't think anyone pays for it. It's kind of, it's not really necessary because the videos are basically, I guess, previews of the movies, and they're enough time to jerk off, so I don't think really people pay for it. I'd be surprised, but I guess some people do. All right, so you're not, you're not seeing the need, but are you experience, are you watching more porn now with quarantine? You know, I I enjoy porn a lot. I watch porn all the time. I mean, it's great. And sometimes I think back when I used to have the VHS tapes. God, those sucked. You know, like I remember spending fifty bucks for a vivid tape, and like this, it, like now it's like the comparison is just mind blowing. 
So yeah, porn's great. Why not? Much more efficient nowadays. No, I'm ha- I'm happy to hear you say that. Um, yeah. So Ty, it's been so great hearing your perspective about what's going on on Miami Beach with you know women and men dating each other of large age gaps. So thank you for sharing, and you've been so open. And thank you for coming on the show. Next up is Caroline, and she's going to discuss with us what it's like to be with somebody who's 10 years older than she is. Hi, Caroline. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. I'm so excited to talk about, you know, dating somebody older because this is a really personal subject to me because I'm in a marriage when where my husband is 18 years older than I am. So I really experienced other people's judgments, my own challenges, my own pros, but I'm really excited to hear about yours. Awesome. Thank you for having me. Thank you. So right off the bat, when we find women that are attracted to older men, what do you think these women are attracted to? You know, I always have been attracted to older men. I think that I have found men to be much less mature than women. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that when a man is older, hopefully you cut out some of the immaturity and the bull and the games that you would find with someone your age, hopefully. Right, so you were really seeing that, like, men were maturing much more slowly than women. And we do see that sometimes. And that's why women oftentimes do date older men. Right. And sometimes it works out that way. Um, Hopefully it does, you know. But that's really been my reason for for not dating people my age. Uh, Have you talked to any of your friends that have had other reasons or anyone else that you know? I mean, a lot of women do it for if they think men that are much older are more financially stable. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of them have daddy issues. I think that when my father died and someone in their 70s asked me out and I actually thought about it, my father, my mother goes, maybe you have a daddy issue, but that was a really big, uh, big age difference. But usually, I mean, this is 10 years older than me, and that's the biggest age difference I've had. And, you know, I, th- I think my friends mostly don't date that much older. Okay, I have so a girlfriend of mine that literally yesterday agreed to date a man 18 years older than her and I had to tell her it was not a big deal you told her it was not a big deal you know I I love that you brought up this idea of daddy issues because sometimes that is something I've always been afraid of when I tell people oh yes I'm in a marriage where somebody's 18 years older than me I'm always kind of fearful that they're gonna assume that I have daddy issues so when your mom said this to you like was this the only time she had said it? Did anyone else ever say this comment to you? No. You know what? No. I don't think, look, I came from a family where my dad was very present and very warm and very loving. And I think more daddy issues come from if you don't have a present father. That's my 
um, assumption. Yeah, I, I hear you. And right now you're in a relationship uh, where your boyfriend is 10 years older, right? Right. And is happens to be incredibly immature, which really does help for childlike <laughs> and fun. He's not an old 55. He's very lighthearted and carefree. and You know, it was a really similar experience on how I met my husband, right? Because I'm in my 30s and he is going to be 50. So what's funny was I met him because he was, um, I think he was surfing with my friends at the time. I think we were all surfing, but it was just a lot in common because he was really active doing much younger sports. Right. Yeah. So, right. And I think in many ways, age is a number, you know, and I think it really depends on who the person is. That being said, I have never, ever, ever, ever wanted to date anyone younger than me, ever. And I've never understood it. Mm-hmm. You've so never understood Prejudice the other way. I don't know. No, I haven't explored that one yet. <laughs> yeah, well, that's okay. Um, so bouncing then, you know, talking about friends, bouncing to his friends, when he introduced you... What what was their reaction? Did you notice anything different because you were 10 years younger? I think they were all grateful that I was not his ex-wife. That I mean, nobody. They've all been very welcoming and nice and receptive and... You know, I, I'm really, I'm really great to hear this because, you know, you're really breaching the stigma of, you know, we kind of have this fear of, oh, if I date somebody older or even if I'm going to date somebody younger, right, on the other end... You know, it's really, we can bounce through a lot of these things and a lot of these judgments that we have and a lot of these stereotypes or stigmas we think exist. It seems like your experience and my experience are similar in a very positive way that a lot of these things we can bounce with and roll with and really aren't there as much as we think that they would be. Correct. But going into the challenging part, what would you say is one of the biggest challenges that you and your boyfriend have? I think I let the little things bother me more in life. And I, I I take it to heart. And he's like, yeah, when I was in my 40s, I would let it bother me. He goes, but in my 50s, I just, you know, don't care. And he lets everything roll off of him. And I'll go on and on and on. <laughs> and it eats me up. And he's like, let it go. Let it go. And I think, you know, it could be my personality, but he's like, yeah, when I was in my 40s, that kind of thing bothered me. Mm-hmm. And his biggest thing is, you'll see. When you hit your 50s, you're going to realize it does not matter. So this show is all about, Melinda in Miami really is all about how to live your best sex life. And I talk a lot about sexual desire and in a relationship, it's really hard to have the same sex drive. And last week I talked about sexual desire disparity and it, it was a lot of fun, but you know, it, that really exists and so many different factors come into our libido. So I want to direct it back now to you and ask you, you know, dating somebody that's 10 years older, have you noticed a difference in your sex drives? Well, she'll blame it on, we've been in quarantine with the kids and we live with my kids. At 45 years old, I can have sex all the time and be very happy. True that. (laughs) If he has sex 
once a week, twice a week. He'll be very happy. And I'm like, it's died down. And I'm all the time now. Let's go, 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 go. Now, five years ago when we first started dating, it was him. That was more. Oh, that's so, that's so interesting. So it, you're kind of feeling like as women get a little bit older, our sex drive increases. Increases, and yep. I have heard that. I've also, you know, heard it just gets better. Your sex just gets better with time. Oh, oh I'm not complaining. I mean, I have friends that are like, oh, we, we have sex like once every six months. I'm like, really? Who else are you sleeping with? But... <laughs> yeah so do you think him wanting it less than you do do you think that is to do with age or do you think that's other factors like outside stress or work or family or quarantine all of it I think a lot of stress I think a lot of it is age you know my kids went back up to New York and they were gone for a month and I wouldn't say it changed everything a lot I think though everyone stress with a quarantine and work when we're on vacation it's a totally different situation but I think in life there are different factors that you know contribute to it it's been so much fun talking to you I feel like I can relate in so many different ways and I think what you had to say today and I want to point out to the listeners is that you know, there's so there's a lot of positives in dating somebody who's older. Not that you should aim for that, but don't cut that out if that's what you're interested in or if you fall in love with somebody. Ex-wives and all, right? Because they all come with the whole package. All just special. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. All right. I'll see you soon. Bye. Thank you to both of our guests for sharing their experience in dating a partner with a large age gap. And now it's time for Melinda's Mailbag. Today, I'm joined by my husband. We thought this would be the most appropriate people answering your questions on age gaps. Hey, y'all. Damn, that's creepy. (laughs) What do you mean it's creepy? So, Tian, what's our first question? Okay. Um, we have a couple questions. We have a couple questions. So the first one is, <clears throat> how do I know if this girl really likes me or if she's just into me because I have money? How, how do we know? I think that's probably a common question that um, men are asking if, if they have money, you know. How do, I think that can be relevant even if there isn't an age gap. As well. How do I know that this person is truly into me? You know, if, if I do have money and I'm buying a lot of experiences or trips or fancy dates. Yeah, but I think you do that. I mean, I think it, I, I think, I think that, that there are a lot of women out there, right, that, that are into it for money. So I think it is a, it is a problem that a lot of men are going to come across. And men with money. Right, and definitely a frequently asked question. So how do you know, right? That's a, that's kind of a difficult question to answer because I think money brings a lot of excitement to the relationship. More I mean, money, more problems. That is a perspective. But if you have a lot of money and you're putting it out there, you know, maybe you're going on these fabulous dates and going to amazing restaurants and doing fun things. Yeah, there's definitely an attraction there. But even through the money, you know, you can feel and try to put your attention to, like, where the bond is. Right, right. I think that you're right. I think, you know, I think that it, I know that 
I always wanted to impress you. Not that I had money, but I always wanted to make amazing experiences that would lead you to understand the world that I was in, that I was offering you. You know, and if I thought that you weren't appreciating that, I would have stopped right away. Right, just like any any regular dating experience that we can say. But also, one question that I hear you asking, viewer, is how do I know if she's into me? And this is a question I hear all the time, and my response back is, how do you feel? Are you into her? Sometimes we get so focused on wondering, are they into me? Are they into me? Because if they're into me, then I'll go for it. You know, but you're really asking yourself, are, are you interested in this person? I hear it. I hear you. I mean, how do you know? I, I mean, you know if you know, right? You can know if you know, but I think know for yourself, right? And if you're into it, then share that with them. Wrong, share that response you. or share your feelings with them and see, so, see what their so response be open, is. Is what you're saying. Just be open. Be yourself. Open that vulnerability door. Right? Take Just... that risk. And hey, if they're not into you, hopefully it will come out then. Hopefully you'll find out that maybe they're not into you. And yes, your heart will break and it will hurt. But, you know, we do heal. And every time we break our heart, it does get stronger. You know, one of the other things you can do is take away all the things. Right? So, so t- t- take away everything and make life super simple. Go and do super simple things and see if the world is still the same. See if the girl reacts the same way. Kind of like what quarantine's doing, right? So <laughs> if, if you're able to just sit down and play a game or just have conversation, yep. you know, that's a really good way to get to, know, get to know a person and have them get to know you. That's it. So. All right. What's our second question? Okay, so the second question is, um, I'm in love with my boyfriend, but he's much older. I want to get married, but what if I want kids and he's past that point in his life? Did, did you write these questions? <laughs> They're relevant questions. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so kids is, kids is a black and white choice, guys. You can't go halfway and you can't compromise on a kid. So really being open. If you want a child and your partner is saying they don't want a child, don't try to change their mind. Um, understand maybe why they don't want a child let them know why you want a child but this is something that's 100 percent black or white and you you can't go halfway and if that person doesn't want a child and you really do maybe it's time that 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 is a deal breaker in a relationship well i think that goes back into that whole conversation that you were just having where you have to be honest doesn't it because it's like the whole thing about you can't play games and and um <clears throat> and present a world that is not the world that you intend it to be, right? So, you know, I knew that you wanted to have kids when we met. And I knew that that was part and parcel to the whole thing. So it's like, you know. Being open, you know, that's kind of the dating process too. You know, sometimes getting these things out in the open right at the beginning, whether it's, you know, a couple, the couple first dates, finding out if you're attracted to them first and then bringing up these hot topics can can save you time, can save you heartache. You know, bringing up in the second, third, or fourth date of, hey, I'm really looking for kids is... Yeah, 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 whoa, is, whoa, whoa, <laughs> Layman here, but don't bring up in the second or third date that you want to have children with somebody. That's just, oh, come on, that's just creepy. That's creepy. If that's you had creepy. said to me on the second date, 
I can't wait to see what our kids look like, I would have been like, yeah, we're, we're good. All right, well, I guess that's up for your interpretation <laughs> because on. you get you get six or seven months in and then you find out these things and then that, what do you That's do? like on a second date leaving your toothbrush in somebody's house. It's just like well, not presumptuous. Then. It's presumptuous. All right, so maybe we wait a little bit longer. You know, I'm going <laughs> to leave it up to you where you, you feel comfortable with it because some of these points... People do bring up, and some of them don't, and I guess it really just depends on your dating. But think about, weigh, weigh the risks and the facts for you, right? If you do want kids and something really important to you, and you get into this six months or a year, and you find out that your partner doesn't. Oh, yeah. Then then where are we? Then No, you can't. You can't, you can't get into a relationship six months in, and then it is getting serious, right? And then you have to figure out what the rest of the, the landscape looks like for sure. For sure. I mean, there's a lot of stuff. Forget about kids. You got to talk about a lot of things, right? Like, like, am I moving into your house or are you moving into mine? And that doesn't seem too early for you at six months? I mean, it depends at, at, It depends how far along you are in six months, right? It depends if you're actually on that path or if you're just like lightly dating. If I'm seeing 11 other people at the same time, no, I don't want to talk about you moving in. I think what we're hearing between the two of us, that this is a definitely a very... <laughs> independent and like personal thing you have to ask yourself is it what what really is important to me for the rest of my life and when do I feel comfortable bringing this up to someone I'm dating but it's definitely a thing though for for a couple with a varying age because like for me it was a very serious consideration too as much as it was a serious consideration for you saying you know what I'm young and I still want to have children Mm -hmm. you know for me it was a serious consideration in um you know what I, I I don't necessarily feel comfortable having children if we don't get it done pretty soon right because so 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 the listeners know you know I had said to my wife at one stage you know I want to have children but I don't want to be over 50 you know I don't want to be past 50 years old and having kids I want to we have to have kids before I'm 50 so everyone's time is very independent of when when you do bring that up and just I think the important question here is to ask yourself what type of dater are you are you somebody who does bring up some of these more heavy facts um, for future reference later if that is someone and that fits your personality show your personality to the person you're dating oh yeah never hide anything really let them know who you are um because I think we out when we go on a date, sometimes we try to be who we think that person wants us to be. And so we hide things. So if, you know, some things are really important to you or, you know, just showing some of your personality, maybe you're more facts first and things like that, I, I would yeah. bring it up. Let, you know, even bringing up these topics, you learn a lot about yourself. You learn a lot about the person. I just think that in general, if you want to have a healthy relationship, you got to leave the bullshit at home. Just be straight. Just be honest. Right. Which, that can be hard to do at times, but be who you are on the very first date. And if they don't like it, that's okay. You keep dating and they keep dating. That's right. So our last question is, my wife's family does not accept my given, me given my age. I worry that this is causing a lot of friction in our relationship. It's amazing how much our family of origin or our family of choice really comes into our relationship because they have an impact on us and all the different pieces and all the different parts of us then come into our relationship. Hmm. 
Well, what do you mean by that? So if the family's having a hard time, they oftentimes talk to us about it. Maybe we'll get really stressed out before seeing our family, you know, holidays or any times like on Sundays when you do family dinners. And mind you, this is also family of choice. So it can be your closest friends as well. You know, people who are really impactful in your life. And if they're not approving of your partner, I think anyone who's been in this position is it creates a lot of stress in the relationship because our outside world impacts us, creates imprints in us. And then we do bring that into the relationship. Right, but do you think that maybe this person's partner has a slight obligation to to do a little bit more work with her family to make sure that they 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 accept her husband more? Like trying to do that work to make sure that they understand the reasonings why these two people came together? So in your experience, what challenges did you feel you had to... I don't think that there was a lot of issue with me meeting your family or your family accepting me at all, mostly because I'm incredibly charming. But (laughs) I mean, besides that, like, you know, I I think that it was very clear from the beginning that you were always attracted to older men and you, you had a propensity. This was what you were, nobody was surprised that you brought me home. Right. So nobody was surprised when you showed up with me. No, but I can see in a lot of relationships out there that maybe a family would be. So when one of the friends or family doesn't like your partner, I always say, well, sometimes our family and friends can be our blind spot. You know, we have biases in our own relationships. So maybe there's something in this person or something in our relationship dynamic that our family or our friends are seeing that we're not seeing. And it can come from a really great, supportive, loving place when there's a communal thought of, you know, this doesn't really seem like the best relationship for, you know, our, our family member. Or there could just be somebody who also in the family who just maybe has biases or a stereotype is real with the age gap. So I think, yeah, if someone in your family is kind of telling you all these negative things of why they don't like this person or why you should break up with them, I think you're going to bring that on to your partner. Maybe you notice yourself starting more fights. Um, maybe you notice yourself growing distant or like emotionally distancing or you feel like your relationship stalls. Or it could cause you to it could cause you to, to, to walk away from your family in lieu of your spouse. It could it could cause that or it can create and then a really big be... riff. If you know, if someone on one end is saying, I don't like your partner and then you go and tell your partner, right? So now we have like this open tension in the family. And resentment. Of course. And those things are hard to overcome, but definitely not impossible. I think if this is the scenario you, you live in, uh, talk to your family member or your friend and try to understand what, what where they're coming from, what they're seeing. And also be open with them about what you're feeling in the relationship, what this relationship means to you, how this relationship is positively impacting you. If you feel yourself starting to agree with what your family member or friend says, or you feel like this relationship could possibly be bringing negative impact on you, well then, that might be a message from your family or friend that this isn't the best relationship. Sometimes that's hard to see, though. Sometimes that's hard to hear. Like, it's hard to hear. You don't, you're in love with this person. You don't want to listen to people telling you negative stuff about them. It's easier just to write them off. It is much easier, and usually when this happens, right, we don't listen to our family member or friends for a while. 
Well, that would, yeah. I could see how that becomes an issue in a, in a marriage, right? Because then there is resentment. Then somebody's saying, like, I don't talk to my mom because she hates you. What you're really saying is, you're the, you're the reason why I don't talk to my mom. Yeah, and that person can feel very guilty. Or they're, the, they're the reason that they caused this whole family rift. It's, it's, it's an interesting scenario. Now, Melinda, we had one more come in just now while we were on the air. Oh boy, let's hear a surprise question. A surprise question. Surprise, surprise. Um, it's it's from a viewer who's saying that her husband is much older than she is, and she fears that he's going to die before she will and leave her by herself. What 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 do how how do we help in that scenario? Because that's obvious, right? I mean, that's just that's just biology. You hope that it goes by that biology, right? And that one of you doesn't die even sooner. But it's something that's real and it's something that's really scary. And it's something that you should definitely think about. Um, now, I can tell you that, like, from my perspective, I think about this in the inverse all the time. I think about all the time the fact that mm-hmm. I'm most likely going to die way before you will. Mm-hmm. And what do I have to do now to make sure that, you know, you have a, a, an absolutely comfortable life everything's taken care of you know one of the things actually going back to question one is the fact that you know one of the things that that came up when you said well I want to have children and I was thinking okay well you know when's going to be convenient to do this what's going to happen but one of the things that I think is important is I want us to have those children so that they're there for you when I'm not and I think it's definitely like a marital thing that you were just saying. It's for both people. Because that can be really comforting to hear on my end as well. Because if life plays out like we think it does, so going by just the normal biology of who's going to die first based on age, yeah, it, it is something that you have to think about. And it is something that can be sad. But just like like Teen was saying, there are things that can comfort you, and maybe kind of turn into your husband for that. I mean, I, and your children, if you have any. Yeah, yeah, and and quite honestly, I think it should be used as an inspiration. Um, viewer, just know that if your husband is older than you are, he's going to end up trying to do everything in his power to make sure he's living life to its fullest, right? Because that clock is ticking, so enjoy every moment you have. Don't worry about what's going to happen later. Just enjoy it now. So that's a good tip to end our show on. Always live your life to its fullest because the minutes go by quickly. I'm telling you what. Thank you all for tuning in today to Melinda's Mailbag and to our two guests that really spoke raw about their feelings today. I loved it. I loved hearing from you. And I hope you viewers found it useful and relatable as well. So next week, Monday, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we're talking all about BDSM, what it is, how to do it, and how to get started. So until then, have great sex.
Okay. Well, that's all for today. Stay tuned next Monday, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We will be talking all about BDSM. So if you have questions, make sure to DM me at Therapy with Melinda on Instagram. I'm really excited to hear from you and to answer all your questions. Until next time, have great sex.